For umpires, by an umpire. Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped and Manscaped.com. Use promo code 1420 Scaped at Manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping their men's personal grooming needs for those razors and, and shavers and keep that beard off your face as you go out there. Clean shaven face or happy faces on the ball field. That's my uh, that's my motto anyways as we get out there. I haven't done one of these Hey Blue podcasts for quite some time. Been quite busy on the field and off the field with everything that's going on with this umpire association doing games and uh, you know just trying to uh, keep things going here at 1420 World Headquarters. But I, had a, I didn't have a game last night they got smoked out for those of you who don't know we're going through some horrific wildfires uh here in alberta that just uh, they just seem to be engulfing the province it hasn't uh, rained or anything for quite some time and there's uh, lots of smoke and everything else and the air quality wasn't good so last night a bunch or yesterday a bunch of games got canceled uh throughout southern alberta so there was no game so i did a little a little bit of show prep I had some time to myself got to actually watch a ball game last night maybe we'll talk about the yankees jays thing that's a bit of a debacle and there's rules you should follow and there's rules you shouldn't follow as an umpire and things that are going on, but that lasts it entertained to finally sit down and watch a game. Maybe take a night off isn't always the worst thing either. Sometimes we do a, a few too many games. So you, you, your body takes a bit of a beating, especially when you get to uh, the age of your, when, I'm, when you're closer to 50 than you are uh, 40, things started to change a little bit, but enough about me. Let's uh, get into the, uh, the Hey Blue podcast. Always happy to talk about uh, umpiring and everything else, the way things are going. So far, the season's been going pretty well for us here in Southern Alberta, and hopefully they're going great for everybody uh, around North America. Uh, we're all guaranteed. We're all uh, well underway, obviously, in the baseball season throughout North America and the like. And I'm sure we're all in mid-season form. There's nothing to worry about for the remainder of the season. Everything's going to be all peachy keen, jelly bean. There's nothing to uh, there's nothing we haven't seen before that, we'll, that we haven't seen, that we, we won't see again. But let me tell you something. Um, you're going to see something a lot different. You're going to see something that that just surprised you. We saw something on on Sunday uh, in a game we did with a three-man. We're just doing getting some practice out there for the upcoming uh, WCBL season and the College uh, World Series, the Canadian College World Series that's 
happening in Southern Alberta this, this coming weekend. Uh, but we were on the field. We'll get into that a little bit later. But there's something I, I've never seen before in all my years around baseball and all my years of umpiring. So it was something that we'll talk about that's a bit scary. And I want to get people's thoughts about what's going on. Uh, but anyways, there's a lot that's going to happen throughout the, the ball season as it progresses. We're getting into games that matter a lot. We're getting into games that um, mean a lot more to to most. Uh, it's, 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 it's a different feeling for umpires and for, for players in general because most of the games that we tend to do in the fall and in the early spring uh, when teams are just getting together and and, and feel, getting the feelers out and they're playing uncompetitive games, it's fall ball, they say. And then you get into winter months where you're not doing a whole bunch. And then you get into the spring games where there's tryout games. And then there's like some high school games that aren't the most competitive. And there's just games for teams to get, uh, get their reps in. But now that you're getting into playoff type situations, you're getting into different league situations, you're getting into highly, highly competitive games, no matter what level, whether you're at a, a 10U game or into the, uh, the like into college baseball, which, which is going on right now. You see a lot more competitive spirits, not only from the players and the coaches, but the, the parents as well. And those are ones sometimes you got to be a little bit more aware of. And there's a lot of things that can happen throughout there. And some games have a lot more fans. There's a lot more eyeballs and earballs on you as you're on the field doing a lot, a lot of these games now, a lot more eyes are watching you to make sure that you're doing your job properly because i've mentioned before on on these hey blue podcasts and to our you know when we're doing our clinics throughout the winter months and when you're uh, you're doing some evaluating you're doing some mentoring throughout the season we're the only ones who are really getting paid for our services yes coaches get paid we won't talk about that but in general umpires the only ones who are getting reimbursed for their time when we're out in the field so it's very important that we go out there and give it our all a hundred percent it's very it's very important that we don't let complacency get in uh at this point season yes some guys have done 30 some guys have done 40 some guys might have done 100 games at this point and you got a lot more baseball that's going to happen throughout the throughout the the, the summer months as, they, as we get closer to that to that part of the year and uh, a complacency can, can set in because you, you do so many games and you're around the, the ballpark so much and you're around the same people so much and you work with the same guys so often that you uh, tend to get uh for lack of a better term, a little bit lazy, and a lot of things can happen throughout a baseball game and throughout the season, throughout the summer, that the, the complacency in your, in your mind can wander a little bit, and you start thinking about other things other than umpiring or being on the field. And there's a lot of external forces that, that that can happen, but it's very important that when you're out on the field that you uh, are giving it your all 100% of the time, and you're always in the game, and you're always doing your job because it's very the, the kids are, are are out there. They're they're giving it their all, and their parents are paying good money. A lot of parents are paying a lot of money for their kids to play baseball, so the parents expect a, a higher level of uh, excellence almost from us than they do from the, the the kids themselves and the coaches as well. Feel that same that that same way, and it's very important as an umpire to go out with the same level of consistency and the same hustle and the same work ethic. Uh, because things can come up this time of year that you haven't seen before. And something can always come up that you didn't practice or, or laziness can happen uh, on the field. And it's, it's, it's very important that every pitch matters to you as much as it matters to the kid throwing that baseball and every at, at bat matters as much to you as it does to the kid hitting that baseball. And when I say kids, cause I'm, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm closer to 50 than I am, than I am 20. So I can call all these uh, athletes kids. Now it's very important that you go out there and you're giving it your all and, and you have consistency and you're working hard at every chance that you get when you're on the field because you, you only get the, the one chance to make a first impression, right? And when you are uh, when you're having a bit of a, t- a tough game out there, people understand that they will get that that you're having a tough game or you or you boot a call here and there. They get that, but when it becomes a problem and it becomes a habit. There's there's a situation out there where you have to, to to take a step back and you know you're having a bad game and you you need to find a way to to uh, 
to alleviate those issues between your ears and get back in the game because it's it's that's your job for that two-hour time span, for that hour-and-a-half time span, or that three-hour time span where you need to be out there as an umpire doing what you can do uh, every pitch you get. I'm not saying we're all going to be perfect. We're not, we're not going to make bad calls. That's going to happen no matter what. You're going to kick one. You're going to boot one. You're going to miss a pitch. That's just the way it is. A few weeks back, I had a not one of my best plate games uh, of the CCBC season. There was a extenuating circumstance between my ears. It's a game I probably shouldn't have taken on. But I did, and I uh, I kind of regret doing it. I, it kind of ruined my night, and I didn't have the the most fun. I was uh, I was in bed early that night because I was thinking about it so much, and it was just one of those games I probably should have said, you know what, maybe I shouldn't have I shouldn't have scheduled this game. It was on the anniversary of, of my father's death, and I probably should. You know what, I'm not going to be right between the years. That's all I could think of. Was so like three years later, I was doing that doing a game and on and on. So maybe it was one of those things I shouldn't have done the game because it took away uh, some at bats from some kids. It took away definitely one at bat from a kid that I kind of regret, and I I apologize to him uh, right after the right after because of course he was the catcher right so I I apologize to him I say hey man I missed that pitch and he was he was yeah I get it no big like no big deal you'll get another one to get and he was very uh, very okay with me with the whole thing like even the coach from from Lethbridge he came up to me he said something's not right with you today and I didn't want to uh, talk about it on the field but the, the truth be told is I probably shouldn't have taken that game on and there's things that that that, uh, that go between your ears, no matter what it may be. Life does get in the way sometimes and baseball isn't the end all and beat all. But when you take on a, on a, uh, an assignment you, you need to go out there and make sure you're at your best and for, forget the you, you can't have any bad habits out there you can't have a lack of hustle you can't have a lack of preparedness when you go out there because every pitch means something to somebody and every game means something to somebody and that's very important to go out there and give it your all and make sure you're uh, being as professional as you can be because you, it's a, it's a tough uh, umpiring can be tough but umpiring can be very easy as long as you have a preparedness out there and you're on the same wavelength as your partners as your partner or partners depending on on how many guys you're out there guys or girls for, for those uh, females and women who, who umpire baseball out there as well. It's, it's so important to, to, to be prepared and, ha- and make sure you have a consistency and your, your game management and how you can c- control the game on a, on a, a night in night out basis, day in day out basis. And you need to have consistency on, on how you, you do things because for some reason um, coaches have a very long memory and they do things a certain way and they, they remember everything. I'm not exactly sure why they remember everything. It's not like I'm going to change a college because I got something wrong uh, two months earlier and they're going to remember that one. They're going to say, remember that call? And say, no, I don't remember that call. I don't remember that at all. Which, when the umpires do, they remember every, they don't remember any of the good calls they make, but you remember those bad ones you make and there's no getting around that. But I don't know why coaches have this this memory and they, they bring that stuff up and doesn't do, do anybody any good at any time to bring up the past. It, it never helps anybody because you know for every every coach that brings up a bad call, uh, you could probably bring up 30 good calls you make and they won't remember those ones because they'll say, well, that's your job is to make good calls. So it's, it's kind of a funny thing when coaches coaches bring these things up and parents bring these things up and, and players bring bring these things up. Uh, here's here's a, a pro tip number one, everybody, to all the umpires listening out there to the, the Hey Blue podcast. Um, coaches and players aren't your friends. They're not your enemies, but they're not your friends. So you got to have a very short memory when it comes to how these guys t- treat you. They will be uh, pleased as punch. They'll be they'll be sweeter than a candy cane and everything else when when the, the things are going right. But the second that something goes wrong, they will be the first to yell at you. They'll be first to uh, give you a little bit of grief. So pro, like I said, pro tip number one from the Hey Blue podcast for the 17th day of May is coaches and players and parents 
aren't your friends. They aren't your enemies, but they're not your friends. So make sure you write that one down. That's a very important advice because uh, you get to do be doing so many games in your community and ar- around the region, whatever, wherever you may be, whether you're in South Carolina, North Carolina, I have no idea why I picked those two states, but I did, or in Alberta or BC or Ontario, Montana State or wherever it may be. Uh, you, you do so many games. And you're around the same group of people throughout the season a lot. They Sometimes they maybe uh, expect a call here or there, and you can't have that because the visiting team has just as much of a right to a, to a good game as, as the home team that's paying you has a, the right to a good game. So it's very important to have a consistency in your game management, a consistency on how you call things, a consistency throughout the season from game one right through game 162. I just picked a major league uh, number of games, but how many games you, you do throughout the year. It's very important to have the consistency and call the game the right way and work hard every game because that game means something to to, uh, to somebody. The outcomes of the games, that, and I talk about this a lot with, with the umpires that I work with, the, the, the problem that you got with a lot of these teams and a lot of these games, like I said earlier, is that the, game, the outcome of the game doesn't matter. It's more of the compete level and getting games in and getting reps in. But the thing is, you have to go out there and get in the habit of calling good games and making sure that when you're, you're beginning a season form and your mid-season form and your end-of-season form are all basically the same. Yes, you will get better the more games you do. There's no doubt about that. But your work ethic will not get better or worse. You have to keep that consistent. You have to be out in the field giving it your all, doing the, this, the, the same thing over and over and making sure you're consistent. Not only does that does that help you, it helps your partner. Uh, when, you're, when, you're, when you're guessing where your partner might be going on a, on a first or third and you look over your shoulder and he's not over there, that's a problem. When you have a, a guy supposed to be covering third base and he's not there, that, that's a problem. When there's a guy going to the line and, you, and you're not and the, the, the umpire isn't ro- running around to second base to take the runner on a two-man system, that's a problem. So there's got to be a consistency and, and a conversation that you got to have with your partners before you get in the field, and that will translate this into success on the field. And the success off the field all starts with the the, the uh, with your little conversation. No matter if you work with you, your partner before or you, you you've never seen this guy or guy or girl before, you need to have a conversation, whether it be a long one or a short one. There has to be a conversation of uh, what you're going to do on the field for that game. There has to be a level of concern in your voice when you have these conversations and don't don't just brush things off because everybody does things a little bit different you go from town to town city to city state to state province to province there are little twerks and tweaks that everybody does a little bit differently in general things are basically the same but in but but there are little things that can can come back to haunt you just the other day i was out in the field with a guy uh dan i'll say his name dan griffith he we we, we were having a we we're doing a uh, American Legion A tournament kind of deal here in Lethbridge and there was a, uh, a slow roller that went right down the line and it just curled around the bases. He was on the bases, I was on the plate, nobody on and the, the ball just missed first base uh, and he made the call and it's, you know, and it's something that he came to me afterwards because I know that's not my call and I said, well, you know, actually there's something that we've been discussing as an advanced mechanic is take something to the cutout instead of taking it to the base, right? Because it was two base and pass base, umpire in law, everybody who knows that, that, that drill but I said, no, Dan, that's something that we should discuss prior to the game starting. And that's on me being the senior guy here. That's something that I should discuss with you prior to the game. But because of the other guys that I work with a lot, we just take things to the cutout and we, and we know what each other other do. Um, but 
with Dan, I don't, I haven't worked a lot of games with him. So it was something that he, that I should have brought up and with, with him in a pregame meeting, instead of talking about God knows what we were talking about before, before the game. It's just little things like that that can bring success to your, to the game and, and two things that you do on the field that, that can make you very uh, highly successful. And a little play like that could cost a game. And it was like the fourth inning that had happened. It was a blowout game, but it's something that could help you later on in a tight game where that call could make or break a season for somebody. And like I said, this time of year, where you got playoffs happening, everything else in certain divisions, certain high schools, certain colleges, like that, that simple call could ruin a season for somebody. And by us not having the coverage down pat prior to the game, that could have come back to haunt somebody. Most of the time it doesn't. Most of the time the game will take care of itself and the old ball don't lie um, saying can come into effect. But you know what? Sometimes the ball don't lie and that's why we have officials. That's why we have umpires and that's why they, they get us out on the field to do these games. That's why we're getting paid the money that we do to be as professional as we can. So it's very important to have uh, – to have these conversations and to not think things that are going to be second nature as you're on the field, because sometimes things aren't second nature to anybody. And, and to have these conversations prior to the game starting is so, is so important. And every once in a while during the game, like I'm not a big guy between innings talking to my partner a whole bunch, unless it's, it's necessary. But in general, I, I like to just keep, keep the peace because I, I've always found that when you have guys talking between innings, it, it puts a bit of a, a doubt in the, the coach's minds on the, on the base pass and everything else that when you're having those conversations, usually it's just about what kind of sunflower, seeds you have left or if you have any sunflower seeds left at all it's it's that conversation that happens so it's very important to have those conversations after the game and it's uh, something that dan did as well and i'm not picking on dan at all but it was very good uh after the game we he came in the room and we were, we were about to have a little conversation about what, what went right what 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 went wrong and a couple of guys who were eager to get on the field for the next game dan said hey can you guys just leave for give us two minutes after the game like they were eager to get to get dressed and get ready but they, they had some time but after like dan wanted to have a one-on-one conversation with myself to say okay what did we do right what did we do wrong and how did it all how did it all come about and it was a very enlightening conversation that we had it took two to three minutes and it's something i think that everybody has to have i think we talked about one of these hey blues before but the post-game conversation is almost as as important as the pre-game conversation because that, that's where the, the mistakes can get get pushed out and you, and you get it in your head right off the bat whether you keep it in a journal or whether you can keep it between your ears that's something that can help you later on as the, as the season progresses because it's something you go okay that 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 makes sense because when you talk about it on the field, the, the next pitch might happen. You might forget about that thing that just happened. So it's those conversations post-game that, that mean a lot. And uh, for Dan to say, hey, guys, can you get out of here for – give us two minutes so we can talk about what happened. It's very important. And I think that's something that's got to happen throughout uh, – throughout the leagues that I do that maybe give, give guys a little bit of time after the game and you don't want a guy coming in who's got a, I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of it too, have a belly full of beer coming in talking about the game that, that you just umpired and everything else. Maybe just stay out of the umpire's room for 15, 20 minutes after the game and let them have a BS and have a beer and let them decompress as well is something that can be very important. Um, having those pre, those, those pre-game meetings is so important because the complacency can get, get set in. And the thing about the, the pre-game meeting as well, it gets you, into into game mode a little bit and you're not walking onto the field blind i guess or unprepared a pre-game meeting can be something you, you talk about your uh, the coaches that you know might, might be able to talk about some troubles that you might have had with this team that team you might uh some uh, some tendencies of some pitchers that might be going that day there, there's so many conversations that can, that can be had in a three four minute converse uh, span before the game that can help your game so much and it can get you ready to go for for your game and your game day experience and make it more pleasurable for yourself to, to 
go out there. Uh, I'll never understand how guys can run into a field, run like I know life gets in the way in traffic and work and jobs and kids and things. And you, you run on the field, and you've only been there for five minutes, you're tucking your shirt into your pants when, as you're running on the field. I've never understood that. It's very important to get there at least half an hour before the game. I know you, you, sometimes you can't, but it's important to be there half an hour before the game to discuss what, what you're doing and how you're going about it. Um, another thing that I'm, I'm going to strongly recommend to, uh, to all our loyal listeners out there is um, being consistent with your game management. And by that, I'm talking about, and I hate to bring this up because I'm going to get yelled at and screamed at on all the Facebook pages and everything else, but being consistent with box and calling box and game management and different levels. Like for, I, I know the rule book's all the same and I, I get that 100%. Uh, but there's d- different levels of box compared to box uh, at, the, at the major league level, right? Like you're not going to call it. If you started calling box on every pitch and everything else, you'd, you'd never get the games in. And to, But being consistent with your game management at every level that you do, like if you're doing a, a U13 game or 13U or whatever it's called, I get them mixed up to this day. So for those people who who uh, don't know me or who don't uh, understand, I, I don't understand what all the different levels are. I just go out there and umpire the game and I worry about the, worry about the, uh, the, the rest of it afterwards. But being consistent at the levels that you're doing with bot calls, it means so much to the pitcher, to the coaches, to everything else. Um, you can't let something go in the first inning and then call it in, in, the, in, the, in the seventh or the ninth inning. You can't let something go because, well, it's early in the season. You can't say, well, you know, it doesn't really matter. If it doesn't matter in the first inning, don't call it the ninth inning because that's when a game can really change. So it's very important for your game management to, to include that thought process in your head. Obviously, there's different levels. If you started calling box at the, like I said, the youth, 13 level and have a box fest no one's going to have any fun and if you have a coach that's yelling for box maybe you can have a conversation with said coach at the lower level say listen man your guys doing the same thing so here here's here's what i see here's how i call it here's what i do i think if you're honest with the with a with the coach and with the players and tell them under your breath say hey man your shoulders are turning hey man give it give us a pause and little things like that mid game it'll do a lot more you might be a more more teachable uh, set uh, i know we're not we're not coaches as umpires but it might be a more teachable situation you have out there with the kids to, to they'll they'll appreciate that more than just screaming balk and calling time and screen block and runners advancing all game long because nobody has fun with that. And if a coach is calling for a block all game long, there's a good chance said coach probably wasn't winning that baseball game anyways, right? So uh, if they're begging for box, there's a there, there, there's a certain thing. There's, there's conversations to have and game management is very important when it comes to that kind of stuff and, 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 and keeping that very consistent at all levels you do. Like the WCBL season starts uh, next Friday, I think it is, because we're doing this on the 17th, so it's on the 30th, I guess. The, that's not my strong suit right now this time of year on the 20 the 26 it starts the 26 so being consistent from day one of when that league's starting it's a it's a competitive league it's a very good league and a lot of college kids come up from the united states to play here in canada and they have a certain level and they're usually pretty good but there is the odd kid that he uh he forgets to stop and everything else but being consistent with your calls and game management at that level is very important at all levels um there, there's there's rules that you that you call there's rules that you don't call i'm not saying i'm not for one second saying don't call the rule the 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 the, uh, the game by the rule book. But what I'm saying is that there's certain rules for certain situations and there's certain things you can let go at, at, at lower levels or else you'll, games will never get done. And uh, being consistent with your strike zone at every level. Don't like strike in the, in the, in the second has to be a strike in the ninth and, the, and vice versa. So game management at this point in the season and being consistent at this point in the season is very important. Uh, also, one thing I want to I want to get at here before we uh, get going on here uh, on the Hey Blue podcast, getting these out there, is uh, one thing I, that I've been doing a, a lot lately and uh, it's very, very important. Another guy, he came out earlier, so we'll get that in a half a second. But uh, go to a game now and then 
if you have time in your busy schedules. I know we have a shortage of umpires around North America. So just going to a game isn't really a, an option. But going to a game and, and just watching a, uh, a couple of guys, whether it be young guys, old guys, and, and being a mentor and, and helping out and watch, or just watching a game, maybe not being a mentor so much, but just watching a game and get it in your head about where you're supposed to go and what you're supposed to do and how you would handle, handle a situation and how you would have done things maybe differently or, or the same and learning something and just watching an umpire do a game I think it's uh, it's highly invaluable to go out there and do that uh, and just just getting the, the flow of things because everybody has these like I said the, the different little tendencies and how to do things and different different things you can see and then maybe after the game maybe go and ask the umpires to say okay you you saw this you saw this how did you go about this doing this why did you do this why did you do that don't criticize but just ask questions nobody does things 100 perfect nobody does things like it's not my way or the highway although we like to talk that way sometimes but there's times where sometimes just you you, you learn a lot by just watching and listening and being an umpire sometimes you're just watching and listening to a game and, and seeing how different guys do things can be can be so important and it can help you so much and even maybe every once in a while going out and, and doing a game at a lower level uh, that you maybe wouldn't normally do can help you out as well because sometimes you, you, you get away from the basics and you forget about certain things because when you get to higher levels of baseball it gets a little easier because balls and strikes and outs and safes when the pitchers around the strike zone it's easier to call, easier to call a game. There's no getting around that. And when 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 the uh, when the, the the plays are clean, ground ball to shortstop, fly balls are being caught. It's it's quite easy to to make those calls, and, and the game can be quite easy. It's the bobbles. It's when the, the swipe tags happen, the throws up the line happen. It's when you get too many men, men on the base. You get to runners running into each other. You get obstruction interference. You can get so much more at the lower levels of baseball calling that. Every once in a while, it might be good to get down to the old grassroots of things and call and and, and call a game and help out with those kind of kind of games. You'll you'll see a lot more things in a in a bad baseball game than you will in a good baseball game, right? You'll see a lot more things that will get your 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 uh, that space between your ears thinking a little bit more and using that a little bit more because it's it's tough to call those games sometimes and there's a lot of things that you'll never see in in a, in a regular season at at all like in a college season the plays the, the plays are usually pretty good we had one stinker this year that happened but in general the, the game's been really good and we haven't had many many issues per se there has been some I'm not going to say we're perfect around here but there have been some but going out to a lower level game and calling some games like that it might help you re refresh your re refresh your mind a little bit and see how things go and having rules that uh, you, you might not ever have to call and that, that you would uh, normally just brush back to nothing. So it's very important to maybe go out to those lower level games and have that. And this past weekend, I had a, an old mentor of mine come, come back out of the woodwork, old Marv Sheen here in Lethbridge, Alberta. He, 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 Marv's at baseball games all over everywhere. And he came out and he watched the game. He came down to the dressing room after the game. And he was giving me some things that I, that I missed on that he was, uh, he was laughing about little, little odds and ends, little trinkets and, tr and triscuits and everything else that I was, I got wrong. The one was just my, my, uh, my my calling balls like the, the count be, between pitches my, my my left hand was turned a little bit too much so maybe the scorekeeper couldn't see like just little nitpicky things he laughed at it but he said I was having trouble with the uh the, the an inside pitch on right-handed batters and I said yeah Marv it's just one of those things I don't know I don't know why I, I just don't I don't get that pitch for some reason no it's inside pitch on left-handed batters or I, I don't remember I said yeah like I just I have trouble with that pitch always have always will I've, I've been working on it. I've been working on different things and going and having conversation with with people and you're not being uh, you're not being 
decisive. You're not being anything. You're just, it's, it doesn't matter. And having young guys come to talk to me afterwards saying that they saw something that I did, that they think, well, why do you do that? Why do that? It, 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 it helps out to umpiring a lot. So making sure to be around the game a little bit more than, than you, you thought you would is, is important too. Yeah, you, you're around the game enough. You're around the ballpark enough. And you like to compensate for your time. But being, going, to a, going to a game and just watching sometimes and watching an umpire will help you not only grow as an umpire, might help that umpire as well. And they might come to you or you might go to them and say, okay, why do, why do you do it that way? So mentorship can go both ways when it comes to umpiring. It's not just the, the mentor that, that that says something or the evaluator that says something. Sometimes the mentor and the evaluator might learn something just by watching a game. So going out there and doing a, a lower level of baseball isn't the worst idea in the world. Uh, you're not, yeah, you might be taking a couple of bucks out of somebody's pocket that would normally do that game, but every once in a while, maybe go and do that game with that person or, or volunteer your time or something else. And that person can, can take that, that game fee and, and going out in the field and, and doing that can, can help out not only the umpire, but can help out the team as well. I know Dan uh, picking on Dan a little bit here today, but Dan, a few weeks back, we, he coaches the high school team in, in a small community just east of Lethbridge here where I live that uh, he was very appreciative. And he said, the kids were appreciative of me and Brandon Oberg being on the field, like me and Oberg are the old, the old dogs out, out around these parts. So, we, were, we go out and we did the first high school game of the year and uh, his, he said the kids were pretty appreciative that we were out there doing that game and we would uh, help out and we, we, were, we were part of it and they, they thought about well, man these guys are these guys are really good umpires so we should maybe put in a bit better effort today and to, to, to a man the game wasn't that bad like we expected the worst in high school baseball because sometimes it can be a little bit dicey in the high school realm of things but kids appreciate it when guys go out that are our age and we uh, we work hard we do our job properly and they appreciate it and, and they uh, they put in a good effort um Anyways, we had a little, uh, actually, I got one more thing. Uh, umpires, quit complaining about stuff you can't control. Uh, this time of year as well, like I know it's good, the complacency where we've been around a lot. You're, you're around these guys a lot already. We talked about that already, this this podcast. But um, there's stuff, in, and I'm guilty of it too. There's something we got to stop doing. It's complaining about the stuff we can't control. Um, there's things about pay, and there's, and there's things about um, getting assignments and getting assigned to this game or that game or not getting this this this, this tournament or that tournament and uh, complaining about this guy or that guy. Go out and do your job. I mean, I'm guilty of it too. There's some stuff that I think behind the scenes that I, I can't control and I got to stop complaining about it too. There's stuff that you go out there and you do the games and you know what? It's just, it's, there, there's a lot of other stuff going on. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes. We don't know why they decided to, to do this. We don't know why this guy got this game. We don't know why that this, this, this team pays more than that. We don't know why this league pays more than this league. We have no idea why this guy can't do that many games. We have no idea why that guy can do a thousand games. Umpires go out and do your job because the rest of it's just noise. We have no idea idea what's going on behind the scenes so it's very important and i'm sure it's that way right across north america where there's people complaining about the exact same things from town to town and city to city and state to state and province to province so umpires please quit complaining about the stuff that is out of your control it doesn't do anybody any good it just is there we don't know the whole story we pretend we do we pretend we're the smartest guys on the field but in general we're not we have no idea what the the pay rate is we have no idea what this is happening so it's very important to to go out and control the stuff you control Work hard every game. Call the pitches that you, you, you can, can that you're supposed to call. Call the outs you're supposed to call. Call the saves you're supposed to call. And don't worry about that noise when you're on the field. Afterwards, maybe. Uh, like maybe when you're away from the field, having a beer afterwards, you can discuss things. Maybe when you're at home, you're on the phone, text chains, whatever, do it then. Try to keep that crap away from the field because it doesn't do anybody any good. It doesn't It doesn't help the situation because it gets between your ears. Before the game, you go out on the field with a negative thought in your head. 
And it's not a good thing. You should go with a clear mind, clear head, clear soul. Sound like a guru here to Anthony Robbins, uh, power of positive thinking here back in the 90s. But it's it's true how, how that can affect your game on a consistent basis. Uh, going out there with uh, with less noise between your ears is is, is 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 quite important. So it's one of those things. There's my little my little rant for the day here at uh, here at 1420 World Headquarters, home of the, the Hey Blue podcast, part of the 1420 group of shows. Anyways, to end tonight's show, um, we had a situation on Sunday that I was not prepared for one bit. The uh, My partners, Tyler and Brandon, were not prepared for it at all either. Like I said, we were out in Vauxhall. Uh, the Academy was playing Badlands. No, it was uh, who was playing? Great Falls uh, Electrics were playing the uh, Badlands Academy, the Badlands Badgers. Uh, there was a play that kids slid into the third base. Throw came from from left field, hit the kid right in the face. Uh, I saw blood instantly, so I called time, uh, called the trainer over, and before the trainer got out there, the kid was going into uh, convulsions and was having a seizure. Uh, it was something that I was not prepared for one bit. I didn't know what to do. I froze, and I flat out had no idea what the next step was going to be um i don't know if any of our listeners of this show have had that situation if you have please get back to me at, like you can see on the thing on the twitter machine at underscore 1420 or you can email me at 1420 sports at com, or just facebook facebook reach me out at brent radlinski there but it's um it was a situation I was not prepared for. Uh, I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. I don't think there's really a manual for this. And I just want to know from other umpires and other associations throughout this great land of ours, if you guys have a uh, conversations with the different leagues that you umpire, with the different leagues that you umpire, if there is an emergency response plan for things that happen on the field. Um, I don't know if just yelling out loud, call somebody, call 911 is the proper emergency response plan. In other words, I can almost guarantee you it isn't. I don't know what the what the solution is to this. If there is if there is a in, inside each league, if there is something that happens, if there are conversations, because in general, as umpires, we just go to the field, we have our bag, we go to our little dressing room, we go on the field, we call the game, we get off the field in the little restroom, have a beer and you go home and the rest of the stuff that doesn't get brought up at all. Uh, I'm the vice president of Southern Board Umpire Association. And I know I've never had that conversation with leagues, with coaches, with presidents and everything else. I just want to know if, if it's a thing. Um, the Because the community we were in, it's, it's about 20, 25 minutes away from the closest hospital. So therefore there wasn't an ambulance on site and everything else or close by. So an ambulance wasn't uh, readily available. And I didn't know, like we don't know who's got first aid. We don't know who's got this, who's got that, whether coaches have to have a first aid certificate. Uh, for my, my past career, I know I've had to have first aid, but the first aid certificate that I got was basically not worth anything because the second I, because I was forced to take the course, it wasn't something I wanted to take it was for my job requirements. I, I had to take that course. And basically when I, when I left the, uh, the first aid course, I uh, basically forgot everything I, I learned that morning, let alone what I learned that afternoon or the day before. Um, so I just want to know from umpires out there around this uh, great land of ours, what you guys have for emergency response plan, what you guys do in situations. I'm sure that's not the first time a seizures happened on the field. Yeah. Two weeks, ago we had a kid uh, blow out his knee on the field and that's something you can kind of you can kind of mitigate and you can okay well let's, let's just hold him here and it wasn't an emergency per se like to the kid it was an emergency obviously but this 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 on on sunday was an emergency and if there wasn't a trainer on the bench i i don't know what would have happened and what would have what would have uh, taken control of that situation or who would have taken control of the situation i know it's not my job as an umpire to be a paramedic out there but i just want to know who's who's uh what the uh 
the grand master plan is out there uh, on the, the thousands and thousands of baseball games that happen throughout a day. I saw it's, it was a scary situation. It uh, it shook me up a little bit. I was quite surprised. We continued with the game and with the day, but the kids said they wanted to play, so we, we continued to play. And it was it was it was an odd odd thing to see. And we I didn't really know what to do and and, and how to go about doing things. So it was. Um, it was handled well. The kid turned out. He, he turned out. He's he's okay. We got the notification halfway through the last game of the day that he was uh, doing okay and his uh, all his vitals were good and everything else. He had a seizure. He went into shock and everything else. And it was just a it was an ugly situation that I didn't know how to handle. And uh, when when you don't know how to handle things, it uh, it gets the, the mind think of the you start thinking worst case scenario. So I just want to know from other people out there how you guys handle situations. If there is a league wide arc. Uh, rescue uh, response plan if, if there is something that you guys got an erp that goes on that umpires maybe we should post something in every in every respective locker room throughout the land if there's something that we should have on our phones something that should be shared more uh conversation should be shared more because this thing this stuff happens a lot um like w- where the defibrillators are where the, the, the everything like you just don't know what's going on and uh, there's not not a lot of communication that happens throughout this stuff so i just want to know for everybody out there in baseball land i want, want you guys to get back to me on, on what the uh, what you guys do in your respective communities when it comes to uh St. John's ambulance or ambulances or paramedics or what, what you have to have on the field. Cause I think it's a, it's a discussion that just gets forgotten about. I'm not saying that player safety is, is, is last on anybody's plate, but I think it gets forgotten about because it's, it's so few and far between where something does happen. Like I said, it's something I haven't seen in my 48 years on this planet and my 20 some years of umpiring. I've never seen something like that. So I was, like I said, I was a bit, I was a bit shaken up by the whole soul, the whole scenario. And thank God the kid's all right, but we, we have to, uh, get to a situation where accidents uh, don't just happen, right? It's, we got a plan for the worst case scenario all the time. And it's just, uh, please get back to me on that topic. Anyways, thank you very much. Got rambled a little bit about that little last little topic, but it was something that shook me up and I just want to get people's thoughts on that. Uh, thank you very much for uh, listening to the Hey Blue podcast. I get more of these out uh, throughout the, uh, the the summertime starting right now. I'm going to start getting this one out. I'm going to get the, the, the ones I've done in the past into one, into one header. Uh, just going to only be out on the Hey Blue label, not the 1420 label because people just don't don't uh, combine the two and i get it so it'll be out on its own podcast uh site kind of deal it'll be you'll see i'll get those out i'll put them on the, all the facebook page or everything else I'll, I'll make complete sense of it and you guys will get these uh, out on a daily basis make sure you, you uh, sponsor uh, you go to our sponsor manscape and manscape.com and use promo code 1420 escape uh for all your men's personal grooming needs it gets very uh, it helps the show and everything else and it'll make you uh, feel great and look great before you go out in the field and get rid of all that unneeded body hair shave your faces people it's very important to go out in the field looking looking proper anyways also uh we have uh, the the hey blue merchandise page I'll put that up in the show description as well. So don't be afraid to buy yourself a Hey Blue golf shirt or a Hey Blue undershirt or whatever it may be. There's everything out there. We got we got barbecue aprons if you want one of those too. So go up. That'll be up in the show description uh, to get your Hey Blue uh, merchandise out there and wear it proudly and on the field. And talk to people about the Hey Blue podcast is very important. If you also, if you want to come on the show, let us know. Just reach out. These are quick and easy to do. People get a little bit... Uh, intimidated i guess by being on a podcast it's just like shooting a shit in someone's basement or shooting a shit in somebody or in a in a bar or in a, in a dressing room after a game it's just uh, it's the same thing we'll get out we'll talk about baseball and things about that's great about umpiring or not so great about umpiring so i like to hear different perspectives from around north america about what goes on so make sure you, you subscribe to the hey blue podcast wherever you get your podcast it'll be up there today i'll get that taken care of in the next half an hour and we'll get it out there anyways thank you very much for listening have a great weekend umpiring games i'm gonna have a great time 
down on the field this weekend, CCBC Championships. Hopefully nobody yells at me too much and I have a good time seeing some old some uh, umpires I haven't worked with since last year. Be good to see Blaze back here in Leopard. It's going to be a lot warmer this year for the CCBC Championship. So here it is, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to the Hey Blue Podcast, an umpire's podcast for umpires by an umpire. And remember, one call's good, two calls are bad. Have a good day, folks. We'll talk to you again next week. Get into it.